Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, Undying Light listeners. I am your host, Pastor Alex, back at it again this Friday with a brand new episode. Uh, We are going to continue our look at the book of Job in the Old Testament. Uh, This week, we're going to not go uh, through all of the context, um, but we're going to uh, start to look at kind of how the book itself is broken up. Uh, I encourage you to uh, spend the opportunity and the time to go through and read all 42 chapters of Job uh, and really relish in the depths and complexities of it. Uh, We we will read a few passages, um, but we won't get too deep into into, the book itself just because it is so long. We won't do 42 episodes or even 30 episodes if we could do a couple chapters at once. Uh, I want to just hit the topics on this really quickly, and then we will move on to uh, Proverbs, where we'll do the same thing in uh, an intro episode, and then kind of a an outline with the various uh, powerful verses that can often be used. Um, and with Proverbs, I'm, we might actually do a little bit different with that second episode. We'll look at some of the big verses, but we'll also look at how there's often uh, some misunderstood verses or ones that are misinterpreted, uh, misapplicated, things like that. So we'll probably do that. And then we're going to look at the Psalms. We'll split that up to a couple episodes. And then we're going to move on uh, to our next uh, book of study. Um, and I'm going to see if I can't find where I put that note at here as I uh, dig into my... Um, least of these series and up oh, there it is order of series and uh, let my windows here catch up with me I wasn't prepared to do this because I wasn't even thinking so we're gonna do oh we're gonna look at some minor profits next um, and I think it would be pretty cool if we start off with Jonah and uh, that would pair well with the episode we just released on a matter of truth which came out uh, yesterday go uh, well not yesterday today's Friday that you're listening to this, it's Tuesday as I record this, so it came out on Monday, uh, February 28th, 
So uh, Anthony and I dug into the book of Jonah and answered a question that was sent in by a listener on the contextual uh, premise of the book. Can we use this as a historical narrative or do we have to just chalk it up to maybe some, uh, you know, extra commentary or, or fluffy sort of uh, satire uh, book, you know, satire writings. And so we uh, broke that down and dug into uh, the depths of Jonah. And again, we said it quite often on the show, we did not exhaust Jonah in that 40-some, 50-some minutes we were on the mic. Uh, so we're going to work through Jonah. We're going to go through all four chapters, and we're going to dive deeper into the book, and we're going to actually unpack all of it for you here on Undying Light uh, and, and as a supplication to that episode. So I'll make sure to put uh, references and stuff like that in the notes as we go along. I really hope you guys enjoy that. So we'll start with Jonah, and then we'll work on from there. We'll do it, uh, probably five episodes. We'll do an introductory uh, depending on how much I spend on the introductory, you can do four additional episodes, one in each chapter, or we'll do three additional episodes and we'll do chapter one in the intro on day one. Uh, so that is that. That's kind of the rounding out of the series. Um, coming up for the next handful of weeks, uh, as well as working on the um, Lutheran theology series. And we, uh, I just wrapped up the rest of the Augsburg uh, apology that will air this coming Tuesday. And then in the show, I noted that we're going to look at some commentary next time. So that following Tuesday, we're going to start with some commentary. We're just going to look at a few of the articles that are, um, you know, challenged and maybe there's some misunderstanding and things like that. So we're going to dig into some of the commentary and those, we're not going to go through all of them exhaustively, but we will dig into some of the higher hit, uh, articles. So then we will spend probably a couple episodes doing that, and then we're going to look at the small called articles. Then we're going to look at Luther's large and small catechism. Those will probably take a handful of episodes. And then uh, we'll do the formula of Concord, and once we wrap with the book of Concord, then we will release our baptism and Lord's Supper episodes. Those are actively being recorded now. I recorded the first one this morning, so we are... Starting our sacraments part one today, it's going to probably be, uh, I would vision to say two or three or four, maybe more episodes. I don't, I don't really have a time frame on how much I'm going to get into, but we uh, started to break down ordinances and, and sacraments on today's episode. We only looked at a few passages. Um, next time we're going to look at more passages um, and uh, of scripture, and then we will look at the early church fathers, and then we'll look at what the book of Concord and the Lutheran faith uh, shows and says for baptism, and then we will do a series uh, within that on the Lord's Supper as well and break that down. So there's going to be a handful of uh, episodes just in that framework, but that's going to be the jumping off point into the deeper realms of the Lutheran faith as we... Um, try to illustrate and clarify what it is Lutherans believe. And then we'll pair that all off with a look at the Reformed faith and how that overlaps uh, or uh, differs from the Lutheran faith. So there's going to be some similarities and some, and some differences, but that will come down the road. So that's what we're going to work on with that series. But the baptism episodes are already prepared for the patrons, and that will that's probably going to be in their hands for a number of weeks. I actually just had somebody listen to it this morning. They're very excited. They enjoyed it. Um, 
And so I'm very uh, excited to hand that over to him. And if you want to join us on Patreon, it's patreon.com forward slash undying light. The link is in the show notes here, uh, as well as you can find it in my bio on Instagram. But come join us. A dollar a month uh, gets you access to the full the full plethora of work that I do. Uh, and not only do you get that, but you can also pay an, your, your annual rate, and you can do so at a discount, because if you pay all year up front, if you just do it a dollar a month and you pay your whole year, it's like $10 and some change. So like 10 bucks, you get 12 months of uninterrupted access to all of the work that I do. That's early podcast release, Bible studies, notes, uh, videos on the Discord server, access to the Discord server, all sorts of things that I do. Uh, so you for 10 bucks, you get you know a year's worth of access. I think that's a pretty good trade-off. Um, and then if you decide to give more, you're obviously obligated to do so. It's whatever you choose. Uh, I only ask for a dollar mostly and only because I want to get you incorporated into this family and then grow the family. It, it, the money, it's not the, the purpose behind why I do this. It's just to have um, you know a secluded group of individuals who want to support this show and do so through the means of patron and other ways of giving. So um, check that out if you would, and uh, that will get you access to that baptismal series as it's being produced uh, long in advance before I actually air it on, uh, the, the, on this channel. Uh, house cleaning is, that's really it. I just wanted to kind of clarify where we are with the show and where we're going with the show in the next uh, couple of months. Um, I've got a lot on my plate where we, tomorrow's Ash Wednesday. And so I've got an Ash Wednesday service and then we start Lent services on Sunday. And then we've got, um, soup suppers Wednesday nights for at my church with a devotional, uh, paired with that. And then we've got our regular Lent services on Sunday. And then we got Holy week where we'll have Monday, Thursday, a community good Friday, service and then Easter sermon or Easter service uh, on Sunday morning. So we've got a lot on our plate in the next six weeks. And uh, so um, I just want to kind of highlight where we're going to be taking the show and what you can expect from me. Uh, and that will be wrapping up the wisdom books and it'll probably take us through uh, most of Lint. Um, we might do a quick run on uh, Holy Week. When we get to that, we did it last year. We did one on uh, the Monday, Thursday, and then one on Good Friday. Um, I, I want to probably do something. Maybe we'll pair the two together. I don't know yet. We'll we'll come up with something as the time moves on, and we'll see where uh, my freedom, my free time comes to. So we've got uh, Job on the docket for today. Uh, we're going to just kind of look at the outline, and we're going to uh, just kind of help understand kind of how the flow of the book goes. We're not going to read it verse by verse, but we're going to look at uh, some key pieces of scripture that we find in Job. And again, uh, this is not exhaustive. This is not a, you know, um, a, a, a deep dive into each and every one of those verses because there's a lot of great, uh, of great book, uh, great comments and means to understanding this book that are found that we just don't have time to read. But uh, if we are going to look at verses that are good to memorize, we would say Job's resolve, and this is in chapter 1, verse 21, he says uh, this, and he said, naked I come from my mother's womb, and naked I shall return. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. 
Now, I'm pretty sure I said these last week on the show, but I also want to highlight again that these are important verses to know when it comes to this book, because you'll see these quoted elsewhere in scripture and by theologians and, and of the sort. So uh, we have Job's comfort found in chapter 19, verses 25 through 27. For I know that my Redeemer lives, and that at last he will stand upon the earth. And after my skin has been thus destroyed, yet in my flesh I shall see God, whom I shall say to myself, and my eyes shall behold, and not another. My heart faints within me. So verse 25 is an interesting uh, verse because it's a pretext to the incarnation of Christ. Uh, and that his Redeemer lives, and at last he will stand upon the earth. So it's a foreshadowing of the birth of Christ to come. Uh, we talked about the date and all that um, in last week's episode, so if you're more interested in that, go back and listen to it. So uh, after all of what Job says, and we'll break that outline down in just a moment, uh, we get to the end of Job, and this is from 38 and on. We have the Lord answers Job. And the Lord answered Job out of a whirlwind and said, and this is probably my favorite verse, who is this that darkens my counsel by words without knowledge? Uh, that's, that's pretty harsh to, to take on there. And, you know, it just really is drawing the line in the sand between the created and the creator. And I think sometimes as Christians, we get lost in this difference of we are the created and we often can get mad at the creator and that's fine. There are righteous means to be angry with God uh, for allowing such things or really we can be distraught over his long given mercy towards the sinner, uh, especially those who are unrepentant. Um, but we also can be mad and distraught over uh, issues in our own lives. For instance, you know, my wife and I talked yesterday about kids who have cancer or parents who lose a, uh, a child at a young age or a spouse who loses, you know, their, their companion at a young age. Um, it, it's, it, it, it can bring some challenges to the Christian faith, but we also should be reminded that death is not the final say in this life, it is God. And for the Christian, we are comforted in death because we know that that person will then be with Christ in eternity. So all of that said, it is best for us to remember and remind ourselves continuously the difference between the created and the creator. So before we dig into this outline, again, I don't know if we're going to hit the 30 minute mark. We might. Uh, if we don't, that's okay, I guess. We're just going to work through the the material at hand and we're going to turn it over and finish the episode then. So, um, there, I mentioned last week, there's kind of three out three major parts to the book. Uh, chapters one and two is the prologue and narrative prose. And I read a little bit on, um, the book itself last week with, uh, uh, Satan coming to and fro. I read verses six and on, uh, to verse 12, in chapter one. So go back and listen to that again. Uh, then we've got from verse three to verse 42, six, we have the dialogue of speeches and poetry. And then we have the epilogue and narrative prose, uh, the last 10 verses of chapter 42. So if we, uh, 
we, we would assert chapters one and two to be uh, the, the prologue of this book. And in, in this, we have uh, you know the opening, Job's character and his wealth in chapter one. Then we see Satan allowed to test Job. And then Satan takes Job's property and children. So right off the bat, Job is stricken from all this. Uh, Satan attacks Job's health at the beginning of chapter two. Uh, and then we get Job's th- friends in uh, at the end of chapter two. And so they come on the scene and voice their opinions. And then this will carry on for a considerable amount of time. So uh, verse or chapter three uh, opens uh, with the majority of the book. It becomes the dialogue of speeches and poetry. Uh, so this is the dialogue between Job and his three friends. This is found in verses or in chapters three through thirty-one. These dialogues have three cycles of speeches, and after Job's opening lament in chapter three, in each cycle, the order of the speaker is Ephraim, uh, Job, Bilidad, Job, Zophar, and then Job. In the third cycle, however. Bilidad runs short on words, and Zophar is at a loss for words. Hence, the third cycle, Zophar has no speech, and Job has no response to Zophar. So we open again with chapter 3 being Job's lament, and then chapter 4 begins the first cycle. And this is where we uh, dig into the meat of Job. So we begin uh, with Eliphaz as being the first speaker in the first cycle. And this is going to take us from chapters 4 through 14 in the first cycle. Uh, Eliphaz gets chapters 4 and 5. And it starts off with the innocent prosper. Uh, Job answers in chapters 6 and 7. And then as I had mentioned uh, a few moments ago, kind of the back and forth. Uh, Bilidad takes on chapter 8, Job goes 9 through 10, Zophar takes 11, and Job answers 12 through 14. So that is the first cycle, and again, we're not going to dig too deep into it, but really what, what's coming to this is his friends are saying, you must have sinned, or you must have done something somewhere that has made God angry. Uh, verse six, for instance, is not your fear of God, your confidence and the integrity of your ways, your hope. He goes on to say, remember who that was innocent ever perished or where were the upright up, uh, cut off from as I have seen those who plow iniquity and sow troubles reap the same by the breath of God, they perish and by the blast of his anger, they are consumed. The roar of the lion, the voice of the fierce lion. And the teeth of the young lions are broken. The strong lion perishes for a lack of prey, and the cubs of the lioness are scattered. And he goes on for a while, uh, essentially asking Job in a roundabout way, the, uh, did, he, did he sin? Did he do something that caused God to be angry? So now we get into uh, the second cycle of questions. This is, uh, again, the same order. And this is going from chapters 15 through 21. Uh, Eliphaz takes off in chapter 15 with Job does not fear God. Uh, Job responds in chapter 16 through 17. Bildad picks up 18 with God punishes the wicked. Job responds, my redeemer lives in 19. Uh, this was one of the memory verses that we gave you early in the show. Zophar takes on 20, the wicked will suffer. And then... Job replies, the wicked do prosper in chapter 21. 
That concludes the second cycle. The third cycle begins in chapter 22 and goes through 26. This third cycle, we have Eliphaz with chapter 22, Job answering in chapter 23, Bildad in 25, and Job again in 26. So Eliphaz kicks off Job's wickedness is great. So again, he's going after the fact that Job had done something. And Job responds, where is God? In chapter 23, Bildad goes, man cannot be righteous. He was one of the few that seemed to pick up on uh, more you know, sound doctrine. And 25 is not long. It's only actually six verses. Uh, and then Job answers, God's majesty is unsearchable in 26. So that ends the three cycles. Uh, and then from 27 through 31, we have Job's monologue. And here we will break for just a moment for a commercial. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. And uh, this carries on through uh, his kind of, I, well, he starts off 27 with this, I will maintain my integrity. Um, he says, as God lives, who has taken away my right in the almighty, who has made my soul bitter. As long as my breath is in me and the spirit of God is in my nostrils, my lips will not speak falsehood and my tongue will not utter deceit. Far be it from me to say that you are right till I die. I will put away my integrity from me. I will hold fast my righteousness and will not let it go. My heart does not reproach me. For many of my days that and then he goes on and then in 28 it changes where's wisdom and then in 29 it's job's summary defense uh and then we get to 30 which is a continuating thought from 29 uh 31 is job's final appeal but then we get to 
uh, Elihu's speech. Um, And this takes us from 32 to 37. And he rebukes uh, Job's three friends. He says, so... Uh, so the text in 32 begins, so these three men ceased to answer Job because he was righteous in his own eyes. Then uh, Elihu, the son of Barakel, the Bazniite, the family of Ram, burned with anger. He burned with anger at Job because he, was, he had justified himself rather than God. He burned with anger also at Job's three friends because they found no answer, although they had declared Job to be in the wrong. Now, Elihu had had waited to speak to Job because they were older than he. And when Elihu saw that that there was no answer in the mouth of these three men, he burned with anger. Then he goes in uh, and and just lays to waste Job's three friends. Um, Then in chapter 33, he turns and rebukes Job. And then the speech continues until 34. Then he asserts God's justice. Again, this is all back to uh, Elihu's uh, long speech that goes until 37. In verse 35, he condemns Job. 36, he extols God's goodness. And in 37, he proclaims God's majesty. So then we get to this really beautiful text. And this is probably... Uh, where I kind of headed up the show and gave us that uh, distinguishment between the created and the creator. And I'm going to open here with this is Yahweh's two speeches and Job's two responses. This concludes out uh, most of the book. There's an epilogue at the end of 42, but from 38.1 to 42.6, we have uh, the two speeches. So we have Yahweh's first speech, and this takes us 38 through 40. We have Job's first response for two verses. And then we have Yahweh's second speech in uh, chapter 40, verse six through 41, 34. And then Job's second response uh, beginning in chapter 42, verse one through six. And then we have the epilogue. So 38 kicks off with this. This is God speaking. Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said, who is this that darkens my counsel by words without knowledge? Dress for action like a man. I will question you and you will make it known to me. Were you, where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. Who determined its measurements? Surely you know. Who stretched out the line upon it? And on what were its bases sunk? Or who laid its cornerstone? When the morning stars sang together and all of the sons of God shouted for joy. Or who shut, out, shut in the sea with the doors and then burst out from the tomb? Again, this can be pretext to the uh, resurrection of Christ. Uh, verse nine, when I made clouds, it's garment and it's and thickness and thick darkness, it's swaddling band and prescribed limits for it and set bars and doors and said, thus uh, far shall you come and no further. And here shall your proud ways be stayed. And God continues to engage Job in this. Where were you mentality? Who are you? Oh man, where were you? Oh man, when I did all of this work. So he continues this all the way through 42. So there's, or well, through uh, 40 verse two. So there's a um, uh, long speech by God, 38 and 39. And then Job answers in uh, chapter 40, verse two or verse three. This is what he says. Then Job answered the Lord and said, behold, I am a small account 
What shall I answer you? I lay my hand on my mouth. I have spoken once, but I will, and I will not answer twice, but I will proceed no further. And then the Lord turns and challenges Job, starting in verse 6. And the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said, Dress for action like a man. I will question you and make it known to me. Will you ever put me in the wrong? Will you condemn me for uh, that you may be in the right? Have you an arm like God? Can you thunder with the voice like this? And then he goes on. And so we get this really um, magnificent display of God's sovereignty, God's power, and the again, the distinguishment between the creator and the created. And then we get to chapter 42, and we have Job's uh, second response. This is essentially the rounding out and finishing of, um, of the book of Job. We have uh, these last few verses. Let's read a couple of them here. Uh, Job's confession and repentance. And the, then Job answered the Lord and said, I know that you can do all things and that no purpose of yours can be thwarted. Who is this that hides counsel without knowledge? Therefore, I have uttered what I do not understand. Things too wonderful for me, which I do not know. Here, I will speak. I will question you and you will make it known to me. I have heard of, I've heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eyes see you. Therefore, I despise myself and repent and dust and ashes. And so Job's phrase here is one that's pretty common for the Lutherans on Ash Wednesday. Um, this ash and dust is a symbol of repentance. And so Ash Wednesday is a means by which we come together and openly confess our sinful nature to God and we cover ourselves with ashes. Not like figure, not like literally cover, but we put the mark of the cross on the forehead in ash. And it's not, uh, and people like to use Matthew 6 to try to counter it. That's not the proper application for this. This is a, this is a means by which God's people come and we are doing exactly as a lot of the old Testament prophets and preachers and Kings did when they were repenting, they would cover themselves in sackcloth and ash uh, Jonah does it as well. So we'll dig into that. This is just a means of which we uh, are reminded of our sinful nature. So then we have uh, verses 7 through 9. The Lord rebukes Job's friends. And then verses 10 to the end, the Lord restores Job's fortune. So he takes Job through this challenge taking his family, his kids, his livestock, his house, all the things from him uh, by essentially using Satan. And he takes all this, but then he turns and gives back uh, twice as much as he had taken. And this is something that often a lot of false teachers will like to bank on is they will say, well, the account of Job, he experienced hardship and then received double what he what you know was taken from him and and so therefore you will get double of what you will be what will be taken from you and i find um it, it i just i find it to be so frustrating because that's not the application of the text the application of the text is to simply show that god is sovereign and he makes the decision to restore job to his previous you know assortment if you would his previous wealth but then in verse 10 it says he or yeah verse 10 he says and the lord gave job twice as much as he had before so he gives twice as much 
And, and it's not, that's not an application to every believer who experiences affliction in this world. We will not receive twice as much of an inheritance or twice as much earthly wealth. We, uh, you know, this is a very uh, specific contextual application and it was aimed only at Job and not to the reader at large. So then uh, after, that's really the end of Job. Uh, the Lord will restore him and give him back everything. And uh, verse 17, and Job died an old man and full of days. And uh, Job lived 140 years uh, and had a fruitful and wonderful life. And so uh, interestingly enough, we don't get, you know, we get, we can get some verses that are thrown back to Job from other context. Uh, but uh Job is kind of a in a league of its own, if you would, in terms of its framework and and an application. And I think Job's a wonderful book to read and should be read at least once a year by Christians because it does show us that distinguishment between the creator and the created. So that's gonna wrap up today's show. Made it right to that 30-minute mark. Um, we didn't have a whole lot of context to get through. I just wanted to go through the overview of the book and just kind of hammer out how the book lays out. It's a long one, um, but it can be read in a couple parts and you'll, I th hope, thoroughly enjoy it as you should thoroughly enjoy any book in the Bible. Uh, and this is a great uh, insight into the mind of God, but it doesn't exhaustively give us all of the workings and doings of God because uh, God will essentially speak in poetry or in parable to Job in his response. And uh, I think that pays us well to, to remember when Jesus is preaching in parables and how parables are asserted in scripture and how poetry is asserted in scripture, because this would be considered poetry, this book, and would be considered one of the wisdom books. So let's uh, spend the time and, and dig into it and ex excavate the wealth of knowledge from it. And we'll move on. So that is Job, and uh, again, not a deep dive into this book, but we're going to get into uh, the Minor Prophets verse by verse again, but we're going to finish off the next uh, two wisdom books, and uh, depending on the time, maybe we'll do them, we'll do Proverbs, and we'll, yeah, we'll probably do Proverbs in two episodes. I sometimes want to get a little bit uh, advantageous and do uh, two, or do both episodes in a one, and then just knock that out and move on, but we'll see what time allots and right how long I can rant and rain ramble for. So that's going to be that. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in. I hope you have a great week. We'll be back Tuesday with the Lutheran uh, series with the conclusion of the Apology of Augsburg. And then we will be back Friday with another installment in the book of Proverbs. Until then, God bless. We'll see you all later. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. 
underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.